Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Tristan Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Let's go straight to prayer. Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we're about to have with you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh Lord God, that you shall speak to the hearts and the spirits and the minds of every single listener that would be out there today. Bless them, O oh Lord God, and touch them, O oh Lord God, in your own special way. Heavenly Father, only you know the needs, the desires, the aspirations, the dreams for every single listener, O oh Lord God. So I pray that the Holy Spirit will reach out today and just whisper unto them the things that you need them to hear, O oh Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God again. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. And here we are again, another Christmas time here in Christmas season. <clears throat> and we have just a couple of weeks or so uh, to go before actually Christmas Day. And I just want to talk a little bit about Christmas and Christmas time and and, uh, you know, the usual, you know, commercialism and everything like that. I'm not going to focus too much on that. But I just want us and everyone to really understand uh, what, what Christmas really, really is, you know. I mean, beyond the, uh, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. But, but, but the why and what does it mean to us, you know. The advent of Jesus Christ changed the entire planet, you know, changed the, changed the entire world, the earth, you know, for for I mean, all throughout history, nothing has touched mankind the way the coming of Jesus Christ did. Okay, and uh, we just need to dwell on that a little bit. You know, some two thousand years ago, God made a decision that He was going to give joy to the world in the form of His Son. The old familiar song goes on to say, "Let earth receive her king." You know, God was giving us a king. You know, and and the terms, the words, uh, world and earth, they denote the entire planet. You know, not just the northern hemisphere or any other country only. Uh, it, it denoted the entire planet. You know, it wasn't just just for the Jews and just for the Romans or or not just one specific ethnic group, nor just for believers. Okay, Jesus was given to the entire world. The Lord came for the entire world. The entire earth was the receiver of of this King called Jesus. While God had initiated the act of giving, the world has not entirely completed the transaction. The transaction uh, of giving has actually two parts, okay? There's the part of giving that the giver actually initiates by giving the gift to someone, okay? And then the second part of the transaction is that receiver, that someone receiving the gift and accepting it and taking it. And taking it. If you have a FedEx person come to the door, you know, and knocks on your door, rings the bell and says, I have a package for you. And you open the door and, you know, there's a, he hand, tries to hand you this package um, and then you, you, you take it. OK, but if you do not take it. OK. And then again, this is up to you because it's all about freedom of choice. You can accept by your will, accept the package or you, you can indeed reject it. OK. Now, if you reject the package, then, of course, the delivery was not made was not made. Okay. FedEx did its part. They tried to deliver the package. Okay. But you did not receive it. 
you know, and when the FedEx driver gets back to the uh, depot where he where he came from, the station, and they say, well, you know, was this package delivered? Was this package delivered? Was this package delivered? You know, he or she will say, well, yeah, these were delivered, you know, and accepted this particular package. However, I attempted to hand it to them, but they refused it. They refused it. Okay. And the package gets marked as undeliverable. It just could not be delivered. Okay. You see, well, that's kind of the same thing that is happening uh, in this world today. Okay. God did his part. He delivered, gave the package, but the world in its entirety has not completed the transaction by actually receiving it. Okay? The entire world has not received Jesus Christ as the gift. God has done his part. God has done his part. Okay? So now it's up to you and I to do our part, to receive that particular gift. Okay? And we know that God had the ability to give that gift because Jesus was always with him. Okay, he's always with him. If you go to John 1 1, if you go to John 1 1, praise the living God, John 1, chapter 1, verse 1, John chapter 1, verse 1. It's a good time to say if you don't have your Bible, why don't you hit pause, go and get your Bible, get a marker or a pen so you can do some highlighting as we read along so that Holy Spirit can show you and reveal these um, highlights or your highlights later on at some other point in time that will help you with a something else that's going on in your life. So it's always good to have the Bible yourself to be reading along with us. Amen. So John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word here capitalized, I'm reading from the King James, capitalized W for the word. Okay. It's referring to Jesus Christ. Okay. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Okay. In other words, in other words, right here, we see that Jesus, Jesus was with God, the father, and Jesus is also God. As you know, there's the Holy Trinity, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. So in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness did not understand the light. Okay? So it says in verse number two, by the way, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus Christ had an active part of creation, in creation. Okay? And that's a sermon unto itself. But Jesus Jesus was there from, from always. It was always with the Father, so God had Jesus there. I just want to, I want to establish um, ownership, quote unquote, if that's the right term, that Jesus was always with the Father, okay? And then if we go to John 3, we go to John chapter 3, verse number 16, good old familiar scripture there, okay? John 3, verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, not select few, but whosoever that believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through be saved, might be saved through him. Okay. Right. The world should be saved through him. Okay. So it says that, 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 that God gave Jesus, his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave the most fantastic gift that anyone could ever imagine. If it's Christmas time, you're trying to think about a gift for your mother, your father, your wife, your husband, your, your children, your in-laws, or whatever it may be. You're trying to find just the right gift. 
You know, and that's the hard thing. Remember, you know, at Christmas time, we're always scratching our heads. Oh, gee, what do I give to so-and-so? What do I give to, you know, maybe it's easy for one person, more difficult for another. God gave the perfect gift to all of us, to you and to me. And that is the gift of his son, which gives us everlasting life. If you believe in him, if you accept and receive that gift. Amen. Remember the FedEx guy I was talking about comes to your door. You reject the gift. You don't receive it. God gave this particular gift. Have you received it? Have you rejected the gift in the form of Jesus Christ? Okay. It said that he was the light of men, but the darkness did not comprehend him, did not understand this particular light. How many of us at this Christmas time even think about Jesus Christ as this gift that God has given us? God has given us and the act on, of giving on God's part is complete. God has done what he needed to do. God has done what he wanted to do. So his part is complete. Now, the second part of the transaction, us receiving the gift. How many of us have received it? Okay. And, and, and receiving that gift brings with it such wonderful things. Receiving that gift includes healing, includes deliverance from fear, deliverance from worry, deliverance from stress, you know, deliverance from sickness, healing and everything, as I said. Okay. And of course, you know, you know, when I say the what, I'm talking about Jesus. So really, it's the who. This is the gift. The most valuable gift in the world. You can't put a, you can't put a monetary ticket on it. You can't put a price tag on what God gave us. But how many of us actually receive it? Receive it. The gift was the light of men, as the Bible says there, but the gift walked before the Pharisees and the scribes and they didn't even know him. They were there with him and they challenged him and on every corner just about. Every part of his ministry, they challenged. They gave him such a hard time, they wanted to kill him. Ultimately, of course, you know, they succeeded in getting him to the cross. But he was the light of men and dark comprehended it not. They did not understand. Jesus was talking so far over their heads in many of the, the, the parables that he cited. Every time they tried to trick him, he just turned the tables. He was talking so far. You see, they represented the religious order of the day. They were the ones that walked around in the long, beautiful purple robes and so forth. They, they sat in the best seats at any kind of function, any kind of gathering. They sat in the best seats. In the synagogue, they sat up in the front rows or the whatever the best seats were. Okay, they walked around the streets with their chests all puffed up and everything. But Jesus told them, you know, there's a scripture that talks about woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. Jesus said and he told them the things that they were not doing. What were they doing relative to the to the widow, you know, to the poor, to the to the child, to the children? What were they doing? They had all of these pompous things they were carrying on. But the real thing that they were supposed to be doing as supposed as a part of the quote unquote religious order of the day, they were not doing. So Jesus saw Jesus saw into them for what they were doing and they saw Jesus, but they refused to accept him. They comprehended him not. They did not understand what he was doing. And the pity of the matter is that even today, many of us Christians, after we have received the gift, we wind up taking that gift and we put it up on the shelf. You know, you ever get a gift from somebody and say, oh, yeah, that's nice at the time you receive. It. And then after they're gone or after the holiday is gone and you're taking things from underneath the tree to put the tree away for the year. And you take that particular gift and you put it in the back part of your closet. You may bring it out occasionally, depending on what the gift is, you know, but you don't use it on a daily basis. You don't use it on a daily basis. 
Some gift that you may receive uh, uh, is, is, is good for emergencies. So you take that gift off the shelf when there's an emergency in your life. This is what we do with Jesus many times. We put Jesus on the shelf. We kind of put him on the back burner. We think about it when there's a crisis going on in our life. When there's a major thing, you know, with lack of money or a sickness or, 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 or a relationship issue with our spouse or something, you know, something going on that's really, really dreadful, then all of a sudden we take Jesus off the shelf instead of using him on a day-to-day basis. We accept that gift, but then we don't read the instruction manual that goes along with it. The instruction manual that God gave us along with the gift is called the Bible. <laughs> it's the written word of God. But how many times do we just simply ignore it? How many times again do we only go there when we're in dire straits, when our backs are up against the world? Okay. Many Christians don't realize, you know, that, that the gift that they were given and you just don't appreciate it on a daily basis. What about appreciating Jesus on a daily basis? Appreciating him when he, you wake up in the morning, sending praises unto him. Appreciate him at lunchtime, evening, during the course of the day. Like I said, the gift is only thought of in times of emergencies. Some see the gift of Jesus as an intellectual gift and we sit around debating theoretical concepts of its usage. Oh, this is a good gift. And this and that and this and that. Well, well, I don't know, though. The fact of the matter remains that this and that, you know. And, and this particular, that particular time of year, he couldn't have been born because the shepherds would not have been in the fields. And, and we get into this long theoretical discussion instead of what are the spiritual aspects of what Jesus, God is telling us about how he gave us this gift. Okay. And we more get about debating about Jesus the person of Jesus we wanted debating rather than the spiritual side of what Jesus actually did. Because of what he did, you now, if you've accepted him as Lord and Savior, if you've accepted this gift as Lord and Savior, then you now have eternal life. If you believe in your heart, that is, that you've accepted him, and you believe that he is the Son of God and that he is indeed who God said he is, then you have eternal life. Amen. Amen. But sometimes we just totally forget about all of that. Some see the gift as something that is really cool to have. Okay. Oh, it's cool. Are you a Christian? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know Jesus? Oh, yeah, I know Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start talking all, you know, real, real uh, uh, holier than thou and all that sort of thing. And, and then you got all these bumper stickers all over your car. You've got a huge Bible sitting in the middle of your coffee table for all to see. And you got all these stickers and pins you wear on your jacket or on your dress and so forth, you know, about Jesus. Okay. And because it's a status symbol, depending on what circles that you're moving in, it's a status symbol. But do you really, really, really know the gift? Do you really, really, really use the gift or entertain the gift or appreciate the gift on a daily basis? Or is it just put up on the shelf for when you need it? Okay. Some view Jesus as, you know, having Jesus as, you know, just like a, a boat or a fourth car that you've bought. You know, it's a status symbol. But do you really, really appreciate and understand how that gift really has a vital part of your life or should have a vital part of the life? Some have the gift, but they do not have the joy that goes along with the gift. This gift from God should bring tremendous joy into your life. You should not be running around with a long face. How many people have I seen with long faces? Okay. 
Some have just tossed the gift aside totally. Forget about not, not using it that much, but some have tossed it aside totally. Why don't we go to John 3.18? John 3.18. John 3.18. Verse number 18 says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Simple as that, okay? And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Underline, please. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Okay? This would explain a lot of the things that's going on today in our society, in our so-called civilization, some of the senseless crimes, some of the things that people in authority are doing, because some people love darkness more than light. Okay, And that's why they get annoyed and get incensed by the whole concept of, of Christianity, of us Christians. They get annoyed at us, even being in, in existence. They criticize us every step of the way. They would love if we could just, you know, be, 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 our, um, you know, exited to one corner of the country, one corner of the world and just keep us in that one little tiny, tiny area and just throw us a couple of breadcrumbs every now and then just to keep us quiet. Okay. All right. But it says that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And then it says in verse 20, for everyone that does evil hates the light. Okay. All right. Everyone that does evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light unless his deeds should be reproved. Or exposed or brought up, but he that does truth uh, cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Okay, you see, you see, so so evil. If everyone that does evil hates the light, it doesn't come to light unless their deeds should be approved. They don't want they don't want their evil deeds to be exposed. And this is why you see every single time there is some quote unquote evil deed that is exposed, that is brought up about what someone did or some group of people, they get all bent out of shape and they start trying to invalidate the one who's doing the exposing. Okay, nothing like some good old sunshine to shine in and bring some light to what people are doing. But they don't like that. Those that do evil do not want to be exposed by the light. Jesus Christ is the light. So every time there is something that is going on or if there's some someone or some issue that's coming against you, you have Jesus Christ as your gift as your personal Lord and Savior, remember that, that whatever that darkness is, it can be exposed and it can be dealt with in your life. Okay, Jesus brings light into your life. If he brought light into the world, that means he brings light into your life personally. Let that light shine on any darkness that may be in your life. If there's something that you're wrestling with, Okay, if there's something that, that you're that you're wrestling with, some sin or some uh, some attitude that you have or have or some depression, let the light of Jesus Christ just shine into your spirit and let it expose that darkness so that it can be dealt with. Okay, so that you can be delivered from it. Okay, any darkness that is is guiding your life, that is driving your life, that is really giving you a hard time. If you're a believer, you're a child of God, you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That darkness that is, that is trying to inhabit your life is invading and he, he is on, 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 on our um, illegal territory because you are illegal territory to that darkness. He has, he has no business there. He has no right to be in your life. So let the light of Jesus, Jesus just shine into your heart, shine into your light and into your life and burn away that darkness that would be there, that would be trying to inhabit your life and try and guide your life and impact your life. Amen. Amen. Evil, darkness does not like the light. All right. Again, the men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. 
Again, this is testimony to what's happening in the world today. We can kind of see it around it. Okay? Like gifts in the natural, this gift brings joy to the world, as I said, and you should have that joy. You should have that joy. You go to Nehemiah uh, uh, chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8. In verse number 10, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse number 10, and it says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be you sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Underline that, please. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, Nehemiah had been reading the word there to the people, and he was telling them to go and celebrate because the joy of the Lord that uh, was strength. Okay, without joy, you are weakened. If you don't have joy in your life, then you are weakened, okay? The lack of joy actually brings you down because the things that are, are, are troubling you become a weight on your body. They become a weight on your shoulders, a weight on your spirit, okay? Try dancing before the Lord when you're listening to some good praise music. Amen. 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 Try thinking about the good things that Jesus has done in your life. Look at the good things that Jesus will continue to do in your life and have some joy. I don't care what's going on in the world. There is nothing greater than God. No situation greater than God. Nothing that Jesus can do in your life. Okay. That are, um, uh, uh, there's nothing, nothing, nothing going on in your life that Jesus can't just take care of. So he said that should give you joy. And therefore the joy of the Lord is indeed your strength. Okay, feeling down, think about who Jesus is. Think about who Jesus is in your life. Okay, you need to make sure you gain an understanding of God's word. God's word will bring joy also. I see so many Christians walking around with long faces. There's no reason that we should be walking around with long faces. There's no reason that we cannot be experiencing joy. Do you have some tough times in life? Yes, we have difficult times. Is the world in turmoil? Yes, the world is in, is in turmoil. But if you've been reading the instruction manual that came with the gift, and the instruction manual, again, is the Bible, okay? We know that Jesus said in the Bible, when you have tribulation. He didn't say if or perhaps. He said when you have tribulation. Amen? When you have tribulation. We go to John 16, John 16, 16. Okay. And he goes there and says, A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Okay. That sounds straightforward. He says, A little while, you shall not see me. And then again, in a little while, then you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then says some of the, his disciples among themselves, what is this that he saith unto us? A little while and you shall not see me. And again, a little while and you shall see me. And because I go to the father, they were scratching their heads. What did Jesus mean by that? They said, therefore, what is it that he says? A little while. We cannot tell what he's saying. We don't understand what he's saying. Now, Jesus, verse 19, knew that they were desirous to ask him, that they wanted to ask him and said unto them, do you inquire among yourselves of, of that? I said a little while and you shall not see me. And again, a little while and you shall see me. Verily, verily. Remember, I said about verily, verily. Whenever you see that, here comes a dynamic, a, a dynamite truth. Verily, verily, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. In other words, you'll cry. You'll be sorrowful, but the world will rejoice. 
and you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Okay? All right? Okay? The world will rejoice, you'll be sorrowful, but then your sorrow is, your sorrow is going to turn into joy. 21. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow, when she's in childbirth, uh, has sorrow because of her, her hour has come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Okay, so a woman that is, is in labor pains, okay, is going through tri- uh, pain and travail. But when the baby is born, then she has joy. Verse 22, and you now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man takes from you. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name, he will give to you. Okay. So now you see this tremendous gift that God gave us. We also have the ability. He is saying the gift Jesus is speaking and telling us that when he goes to the father, he says, whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name, he will give it to you. So we have the name of Jesus. That's the gift, part of the gift. We have the ability, we have the authority as believers to use the name of Jesus. Everything you pray, everything you ask for, you should be saying in the name of Jesus. When you're praying to God the Father, you should always end your prayers by saying in the name of Jesus. Okay? That's one of the marks I always look for when I hear somebody praying, especially if I don't know them. I'm always curious to see how they're going to end their prayer. Because Jesus always said in Scripture, he said that also, when you pray to the Father, you say in my name. Okay, so we need to make sure that we're asking for God and the things that we're seeking God for, that we say, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask for, in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy, and receive that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time comes when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. In that day, in that day, you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. So he's saying, I'm not saying that I will pray the Father for you. Okay, he says, in that day you shall ask in my name. And I'm not saying to you that I will pray the Father for you. Verse 27, for the Father himself loveth you, loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father and am coming to the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, lo, now speakest thou plainly. Now you speak plainly and you speak no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things and need not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, and is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that you might have peace. These things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Underline that, please. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay. So he's saying that, 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 that in this world, yes, we'll have tribulation. Remember, though, the gift that God the Father gave you in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, the one that you accepted as Lord and Savior, your personal Lord and Savior. 
And if you haven't, now's a good time for you to do that. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay. Okay. He's saying, he's saying that, that in this life, you shall have tribulation, but don't worry because he's greater than that. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay. Now, what a tremendous gift that this is that God the Father gave us. Here we have someone in our lives. We have someone that's in our heart. We have someone that's in our heart that, 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 that loves us so much. We have someone in our heart that he's saying to us, he's telling us that you ask God the Father in my name and God the Father will do it for you. So don't be concerned about these tribulations. Yes, the tribulations hit us. And at the time, of course, you're concerned. I mean, you know, you, you, the impact of whatever's going on, it hits you. But then at that point, you need to regroup and say to yourself, wait a minute, though. I have this gift that God the Father gave me in the form of Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and Savior. And Jesus said to me, do not be worried about these things because he is greater. So wherever it is that may be going on in your life right now, you know, be it financial, be it sickness, be it a relationship issue, uh, whatever is going, going on in, in, your, in your life, you know, you know, be it a, a bad habit, a bad sin that you're wrestling with, you, you know, he's greater than that. He has overcome it. This is the gift that you've been given. So don't let that tribulation just put you back on your heels. He knew that we would have difficult times. That's why he went on to say, I have overcome the world. In other words, again, we Christians should not lose our joy due to adversity because we, unlike the believer, have someone to turn to. We, unlike the believer, have someone to turn to. We have the gift, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to turn to. He has overcome through the cross anything that the devil can throw our way. The only, he's the only one that can relieve us from any kind of situation. One way the devil works on us is to steal our joy because he knows that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So he tries to steal your joy, you know. You know, in a, in a way, I, I, I feel sorry for, I don't know if that's the right term, feeling sorry for, but an unbeliever, you know, that doesn't know the Lord, they have tribulations and trials going on in their life, and their lives, and they have no one to turn to. No one to turn to, you know. One of the things out of history that always boggles my mind every time it crosses my, my, my mind is that, you know, the stock market crash of 1929, you know, when it said that so many people jumped out of windows on Wall Street, they committed suicide because their money was gone and so forth. You know, we as believers, God forbid, if that was to happen, yes, you have the, the impact of losing all of your finances, perhaps. But then we have Jesus Christ to rely on. We know that God the Father, will, the scripture says, will, will provide all our needs. That God will bring us back around. But for the unbeliever, you know, that's the end of, that's the, end of the day for them. That's it. I have nothing else to live for. Okay? Well, what, a, what a horrible state of affairs. What a horrible state of mind to have going on in this life. But that anything that comes your way is the end of the line. This is it. I'm done for. Jesus is greater. He said so. He came to overcome the world. So it means things of the world that come our way, things of the world that pre present themselves to us in the form of trouble or disappointments or pain or whatever it may be. Jesus is greater than that. We have this gift, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to turn to. Again, he's overcome through everything that he did at the cross. Before Jesus gave up the ghost, he said, it is finished. Remember that in the scriptures? Before he gave up the ghost on the cross, he said, it is finished. It means everything he did, everything that he came to do, he fulfilled the prophecies of the Old Testament. Everything that he came to do, he completed. 
it is finished. So that means everything that God needed to do in terms of giving his son is done. Jesus doing what he came to do. His mission was completed and the gift was given to us. And all we have to do is receive it. Think about that this Christmas. Think about it. Okay. All right. And don't go running out there getting yourself in a ton of debt and everything just because, again, you're, you're trying to impress somebody with what you're giving them. Remember, Peter said to the beggar, he said, silver and gold I have none, but that which I do have I give freely unto thee. Think about maybe this Christmas season, this Christmas season giving someone the gift of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Giving them a Bible, maybe. Or maybe just ministering to them. Maybe just talking to them as the Holy Spirit so guides. Maybe this time witnessing to someone about how Jesus has brought you along your way, how he stepped and interceded in your life to take away, take away the misery and the pain that you were going through. That'd be a tremendous gift to pass on to someone else. Amen. 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 Your joy, the joy of the Lord. Tell them about the joy of the Lord. Okay. How that's your strength and how that could be also their strength. Jesus Christ, our gift is the gospel or good news of salvation, of hope, abundant and eternal life, deliverance and victory. That's what this gift gives to us. We have the victory. The gift that we have received is awesome in power, awesome in wisdom and love. He brings us through the Holy Spirit, revelation knowledge that transcends the traditional thinking of mortal minds. You've got an issue going on. You, man, I mean, you call on Lord Jesus and ask Holy Spirit to, to give you some insights and to give you some knowledge and some information. Some information. You'd be surprised at what you come up with. You'd be surprised at what goes through your mind. Again, it transcends the thoughts of mortal minds. Okay. Many people may not realize and understand why you are at peace, considering all that's going on around you. Well, because you have the Lord, you have received this gift. So we need to think about that. Think about that as we get into this, this holy Christmas season. Okay. Think about the, 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 uh, look, it's so hung up on the conventional commercial aspects. We need to open our hearts and really receive the gift that God has given us. Open the instruction manual, the Bible more often. Read the words that are contained therein so that you can truly understand how your gift operates, the gift of Jesus Christ, how he operates. The more you know him, the more you love him. The more you know him, the more you love him, and he'll become a part of your everyday life, not just something to sit on a shelf until you are in desperate need. That's what's important. I pray that you will have a merry a very, very joyful and a blessed Miss Christmas for you and your family and all of your loved ones. I pray that the love of our Lord Jesus be with you always. Be with you always. Be blessed, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. And now, as we go into the balance of the day or evening and the rest of the week ahead of us, O oh Lord God, we pray that we remember these words, O oh Lord God, and keep these words deeply rooted within our spirits, that they cannot be stolen away, O oh Lord God, when adversity comes into our life, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord God, and we magnify thy most glorious name. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us your only begotten Son, that we may have everlasting life. O oh Lord God, we praise you, and we magnify thy most glorious name. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. And if this message has been a blessing to you, then please pass it on the uh, links to how to find us to others that may be around you as Holy Spirit so guides. We can be reached at genesis1.sermon.net. Genesis1 is one word, .sermon.net. And if you look at the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be notified when more content is available. Uh, we're also on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries, Genesis One Christian Ministries. And of course, we still have our apps for um, iPhone and Android uh, devices. Okay. And the apps are free to download from their respective, uh, you know, app stores, uh, all free of charge, all free of charge. And the whole idea is that we want this word to spread across the entire world. So pass on the links and, and app information to others that may be around you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. Okay. And remember always that Jesus is Lord.